Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Guess what? We are continuing with the interviews of incredible women that I really hope inspire you to look within your own life and see if you recognize any of these patterns before you lead into burnout. And this will hopefully, this story in particular of my new friend, Hannah, she is a nutrition coach as well as the founder of the Strong Soul Collective. We met recently and I'm telling you, there is a vortex happening right now of spiritual fitness people who aren't (laughs) just yogis and there's nothing wrong with it, but I feel like yogi yoga is like a gateway drug. And I feel like the main experience happening right now is a lot of us are tapping into our spirituality through physical suffering. We're having a physical breakdown and burnout. It's a very like big buzz term the past, I would say five to 10 years is Americans experiencing burnout. And Hannah had almost a parallel story to mine. We happen to be the same age. So I am going to introduce her to you now. This is her first time visiting at my house. I love sisterhood and it's so great that we're doing this here in Arizona. So welcome Hannah to the show. Thank you so much, Leisha. I'm so excited to be here and super honored (laughs) to get to share with your community. Thank you. So Hannah and I, did we chat like last week? I think so. I don't even know what, um, what is time anymore. Day. But. <laughs> <laughs> so when we chatted, it was like striking how much our stories were, I mean, not even parallel. parallel. It was almost like same year, same experience. So she's going to dive into the question that I asked her on the Zoom that we had was what inspired the Strong Soul Collective? And, and I really think that is the best place to jump off. So let's dive in. Yeah. So yeah, kind of a a long story. I'll try not to do the long, long version, but, um, (laughs) but I guess I would say it sort of started growing up and I won't go to, it won't be too long, I promise. But growing up, I was always super active and played tons of sports, Mm. um, then in college and beyond, I got really into endurance training. It's all about long distance running, did some tries and um, some cycling, mm. really just like the longer, the more grueling, the better. I remember being in Arizona. Um, I would like be excited on on days on if it was extra hot on race day, just feeling like oh, I'm mentally tougher than you know the other people out there so I just love pushing myself and like finding my limits um, and seeing if I could push past those limits Um, and then somewhere in there I found CrossFit as well and I yeah I feel like CrossFit attracts a lot of these types of people who 
love to push themselves till you're literally collapsed on the floor. Like that's, that's what people do in CrossFit. Um, so long story short, I was super active, did all that stuff. And then at some point I think this was like mid, mid twenties or so, I forget the timeline, but I wound up with adrenal fatigue and hormonal imbalances and some fun stuff like that. And I say, I say wound up, but it's not like I, you know, came down with adrenal fatigue one right. week or whatever. Um, it was definitely the accumulation of months, probably years, if I'm being honest, of just mm-hmm. like pushing my body to the brink in fitness, um, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I wasn't making the right like diet and lifestyle choices to fully recover from that. Mm-hmm. So I was also at the time, I, I ate super, super clean because I was into health, but I didn't really know what I knew now about like how much to eat and how to really fuel properly. So I found out years later, like I had been way under fueling myself. And then most women. Yes, exactly. <laughs> most women, especially active women. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, it was just a lot. Um, oh, I guess I should say too, like lifestyle wise, I think leading up to to the adrenal fatigue and hormonal imbalances. I was also working in a stressful job um, mm. that I didn't love. And I was, you know, working some weekends and overtime. And then um, I also went through a breakup in there and had like terrible, terrible insomnia for almost a year. Um, and that was right around the time that I found CrossFit. Go figure. <laughs> Perfect combination yeah. of not sleeping and doing CrossFit. So I'd be like. So healthy. Yeah, barely getting sleep and then feeling like I had to get up at you know 5 a.m. to make it to the 5.30 a.m. CrossFit class. And all the while, I just, I, I thought of myself as this very healthy person and everybody who knew me, like, knew me as this healthy person. Mm-hmm. And so when I kind of came down with some of these symptoms, and I would say the main thing was actually hair loss. I Same. feel like <laughs> you heard of my story. Yes, like nothing, nothing will get your attention faster. I feel like as a woman, especially, than your hair falling out. Because yep. overall, I didn't necessarily feel that bad. At least, you know, until I started actually thinking about it and thinking like, oh, I am really tired getting up in the mornings and things like that. But at the time, I didn't feel or I didn't think that I felt that bad. Mm-hmm. But that was the big, the big symptom that made me like okay, I want to not only, you know, cosmetically and all those reasons of like, I want this to stop happening, but I also was just really cared about my health and wanted to understand why yeah. too. Um, and I, I always was that person in school who like wanted to get good grades as well and like high achiever. And so when this was happening, I got lab tests done mm-hmm tested my hormones, and then did a bunch of blood, blood, blood work. <laughs> <Bladder> work. <laughs> and, um, and it was almost like getting a report card back, like thinking I was this overachiever, like I'm doing all the things, right? I'm working out super hard and I'm eating clean. super clean. I'm very paleo. And then it was like getting a D on my report card and being like, wait, mm. why? Why is this happening? Um so, yeah, so that was, was kind of a turning point at, I think I knew that our health was more than diet and exercise, but I definitely wasn't living it and I wasn't, I didn't fully understand it and believe it. 
So I think that that was a good wake up call to just, yeah, start to live that way, start to take a more holistic approach to my health. Um, And I remember that the functional nutritionist I was working with that did the lab test with me, she was basically telling me like what it would take to sort of bounce back and recover and was like, you know, no intense exercise, like probably just walking, yoga. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, what about CrossFit or running? (laughs) Because those are my two big things. And she was like, especially like CrossFit and running. And I was, I was kind of devastated um, because that was very much my identity. And I think you shared this when I was listening to your story. I was, I was like the CrossFitter, the runner, the endurance person. So if I didn't do that, I didn't know who I was. And then it was also really hard to detach, like pushing my body to the brink from, like I connected that so much with health. Yeah. And with like, I have to do that to be healthy and be my best. So that took a lot of detangling, if you will. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know you asked like what inspired the collective. That that was like stage one. (laughs) This is stage one. But what I I find, what I found, I hope all y'all's minds are blown right now because this is what shifted me out of being a fitness coach only because I started to see this pattern happening with women. Like, you know, the breakdown to breakthrough story, the first episode on this podcast is literally about I say like the universe had to do something with my face and hair or I would not have made a change. I was like, you know what? Dying on the inside. But once my hair started to fall out (laughs) and once I got cystic acne, I was like, JK, (laughs) we're going to figure out what is up because this isn't copacetic. And yeah, it was vain. That's how it started out. But, you know, sometimes we all have to be reached in our own ways. And some of us who have really strong like desires to beat ourselves up physically, which same, I felt like. If I'm almost puking at the end of my workout, that means I really went for it. Yeah. How many, like, just in fitness alone and in sports athletics, is it like there's healthy stress on the body and then there's like violent, like (laughs) ripping yourself to the brink, which I got rhabdomyolysis earlier this year. So I know all about pushing way past, which was like embarrassing after like years (laughs) of caring for myself. Um, it was the Murph challenge. Oh God, yes. But I've done it so many years, in, like before. Yeah. I don't. This year, I had a boyfriend at the time, <laughs> and um, he like was in okay shape. But I was like, I'm totally gonna smoke him, <laughs> and um, I didn't actually. He surprisingly was able to get way ahead of me, and my competitive ego came forward, and I pushed very far past my yeah. limits. Um, and ended up with Rabdo. Oh, yeah. it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Three so I, weeks. Oh, three weeks. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I had only the early, like, beginner Rabdo one time <laughs> after oh. an open workout, but not full-blown. That's yeah, it's it's rough. gross. And that's why those environments can really sometimes unhealthily feed that desire, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a balance. But I, I just love that you brought up that point, though, because there is this like pervasive messaging that like you should sacrifice sleep when you're creating a new pattern or habit. Like something has to be 
given up so that way you can have discipline. And I've been really playing in my mind with the conversation of discipline and devotion. Like I have devotion to my body's highest expression, which may mean in some seasons, because mine was just like yours, where I was told to do yoga and walking, like light stretching, mm-hmm. not like vinyasa yoga, but like yeah. light stretching and walking and having an identity so tied up and like being that boss who just like, and that was like what I considered a boss to be like with someone who could just take on any sort of physical um, challenge. It's like now leading up to this retreat, because when we're recording this, the retreat is going to be this weekend, the homebody retreat. I haven't worked out this week at all. I've been going to optimize. I'm doing breath work. I'm stretching. I'm expanding my energy. So that way the women who come in, they are getting the highest version of me. But if I was like doing my booty, my, you know, glute lab workouts, I would literally not be able to sit down on the toilet. And that's not, that's not conducive to holding space for other people. So continue onwards I'm just like I love your story because it's so wildly similar to mine I'm just like yes and this is why we know (laughs) fitness cannot be compartmentalized any longer yeah I was just gonna say as you were talking to like I love the work that you do and think it's so important especially for women with like similar backgrounds to us because I realized more recently that you know, fitness can teach you a lot of great things, how to like, yeah, yeah, push past hard things. But at the same time, it can teach you to literally ignore your body (laughs) and like, like, oh, you feel pain, like just keep going, right? Like that was endurance training, especially. Um, And so many of us have to unlearn some of those things and really intentionally learn how to actually listen to our bodies, which sounds like what you've, you've been on this journey as well. Um, and then not only learning how to listen to your body, that's like step one, but then also just honoring it and not feeling Mm. guilty when you listen to it and recognizing, you know, how does it feel to know that I, I don't want to work out today? Like, what's the difference between that? And like, Mm. just being lazy. And I think a lot of people have a hard time discerning, discerning that, but anyways, just made me think about No, that's a really great point because we, I've been playing a lot with the word discipline this past week since my Sunday Wim Hof like breathwork class. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, discipline looks different in different seasons, but it's really like the intention behind it. Um, And it does take practice. It takes practice learning when you're like, truly unmotivated, like the moments before I step into the cold plunge, like today, I do it twice each session now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm looking at that 43 degree water and I'm just like, (laughs) some days I have the discipline to be like, stop and like get in. Some days I have to like have a conversation with myself and say like, this is why we're doing it because of A, B, and C. It's a healthy amount of stress. You just spent 20 minutes in an infrared sauna. Like you got this afterwards, you know, you get to go into the hot tub. So it's like finding the excitement and the driver of the end result will get you going. But sometimes you are like when I'm in high stress, I try to limit my caffeine intake and sugar intake yeah. and social media intake. But that is like literally parenting myself. Because and you probably had to learn like how your body feels when you yes. recognize that that's what you need. Right. And, and it's it can take time yeah, to get to that point. That makes well, and I think you 
as a nutrition coach could probably shed some light on your experience. Cause for me, it's like, I start breaking out again. I have these really fun, like cluster happening right here that like happened (laughs) over the past three weeks. Um, I'll get like rashes under my armpits when I'm really stressed out. I'll get digestive upsets, TMI, Mm -hmm. but like yeast infections, (laughs) like literally those are my first signs of like my immune system's breaking down. And I'm under a lot of stress and tension. And a lot of those things are considered kind of normal these days too, right? Like so many people are experiencing it. And so you think that it's normal. Um, But those are all signs that your body's trying to tell you something. Mm. Which I think for me, it's mine is definitely more just like feeling tired throughout the day, especially in the mornings. And that's also something that I've, actually struggled to tune into because it's kind of normal these days to feel tired all the time and Mm. you know people roll into work and they're talking about like how they got to get their coffee to get going and it's sort of yeah it's just accepted but it's not necessarily or it's it's just your body trying to tell you hey this actually isn't optimal Mm. that is so true the um, one of my mentors called it the normalized suffering where you're like, well, this is normal. Like um, someone in my family has IBS and like really bad. And to the point where it's like may not make it to the bathroom sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that that's debilitating sometimes, right? Like to have that fear. And then once I understood like the mind body, not just like them. And I think that can be such a like broad conversation of like the mind body connection but really taking it down to the nervous system and this is going like forever going forward in history you will hear that the nervous system is like where it's at like this the party is popping in the nervous (laughs) system in the vagus nerve yes like if you can have so like Wim Hof has shown like being able to have control over your nervous system but that takes the mental deprogramming and reprogramming, like you're saying, the consistent looking at like, well, what's tied up in my identity? Where am I shaming myself? Because what I really do need is two more hours of sleep. Yeah. But in our society of like capitalism and like pushing, it's like, no, nah, it's cool to like Hustle. not get sleep. Anyone who glamorizes busyness in my circle, I'll be like, really? Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'm getting rest over here. I'm getting eight hours and they're just like uh no I'm grinding and I'm like well I'm going to be manifesting you keep grinding (laughs) (laughs) yes that is so so true Uh, but yeah as far as nervous system I think that's I guess we can go back to the story um because that's a big a big thing that drew me to breath work um and what inspired me to create the collective so Mm. I guess going back to that um yeah so I you know, and that, that turning point of realizing that health is more than diet and exercise, um, Mm -hmm. and recovery is more than just taking a rest day and eating some carbs. Um, (laughs) I basically just started to really, yeah, just try to live that and start, started trying to look for ways to minimize stress as I realized that, through all of that, like diving deeper into learning about recovery and why this was happening, um, realized that, yeah, stress is a big deal and that our body identifies all stress the same, whether that is from a tough workout or and not sleeping, not eating enough, 
that emotional stress that we typically think of as stress. Um, that that was a big aha moment for me and, and helped me realize, oh, that's why I kind of wound up this way was I had a lot of stress happening and not so much, was not doing much to help minimize that and lower it and, and help my body maintain a balance. Um, so that's one one thing that led me to start meditating. Um, mm. I think I initially, I, I was intrigued by, you know, all the benefits that you hear about meditation and um, doing it for some of the spirituality aspects, but also just as a way to calm my mind and try to feel like I was, you know, accomplishing something, to be yeah. honest. And like, okay, I'm going to add this meditation to my to-do list so that I mm. can get my body back in balance. Um, but yeah, that's really what led me to start meditating and, and, and paying attention, I guess, to my inner health too and my mind and emotions. And I mean, that was, that's like a long multi-year stage I guess <laughs> that phase it didn't happen overnight I wasn't yeah. just like the next day I'm gonna meditate and it was great and it was easy no. um, but yeah but that's what initiated it and and so I think I, I still struggled a bit I would like go through phases of being good about that inner work and I say good I don't love using that term but yeah. doing the inner work being and disciplined about it exactly being consistent with it and then I would fall off the wagon and uh, just really yeah struggled with that and so I guess fast forward to actually earlier this year or about this time last year like right at the end of the year I decided to work with a, um, a really awesome life coach. And through working with her, I would say that's really when I got more consistent with it mm. and went a lot deeper with it. Um, one, because of the accountability. Yep. <laughs> There's no substitute for somebody so true. being like, hey, did you do that thing that you said you were going to do? So that was very helpful. Yep. <laughs> and then I think it was also just helpful having somebody be like, you know, here's a few meditations or styles that have helped me. Here's some some music tracks to try and 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 just having like somebody lay it out for me and having that framework um, was huge because mm -hmm. there's so there's so much information out there. There's no shortage of meditations and apps and YouTube videos. Right. And at the same time, I think part of why I wasn't consistent was that I was like, I didn't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> weird as that sounds, right? Like, what do I do? Exactly. Yeah. Which is, is so true in like nutrition and fitness as well. There's, it's almost like there's too much information out there. So yeah. you're like, I don't even know how to sort through this. I don't know what's right for me. You see, you know, yes. And in my case, I might, you know, try a meditation that I found on YouTube, and then maybe it doesn't really resonate. And then I'm like, oh, I just wasted 10 minutes, and now I have to get on with my day. Um, so anyways, so that experience, I think, is, is part of what inspired me to create the collective, because I think a lot of the information out there that I found just didn't really resonate. It felt like it was either created for 
yogis who I love, but I, I don't necessarily <laughs> relate to. Um, or it was like really generic, like mindfulness type stuff that was like, yeah, I should do that, but that sounds boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, there's not that many resources for people who are, you know, into like strength training and CrossFit or running or like that love, you know, pushing their bodies in that way and they're very goal driven and yeah, I just felt like wouldn't it be cool to have meditations and and resources tailored like to that type of person? I feel like that would have been really helpful to me in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big part of it. And then I would say also in the middle of working with this this coach, she had really encouraged me to um, just like pay attention to I guess, to my intuition, to those little whispers and little sparks Mm -hmm. of like, hey, this looks interesting. Maybe I should go learn about this. Um, And so she was really the first person to, I don't know, yeah, I guess not only tell me to do that, but then also teach me like how to do it. It's certainly still something I'm working on. Um, But yeah, but just just to, to notice like, hey, this thing that you're interested in, that's important. Like pay attention to that. Listen to it, dig into it. Um, understand why, why does that excite you? Why are why do you, you know, resonate with that movie or that story or or whatever, but all that to say at at that time, I, um, kind of came across breathwork again, which Mm. I had, I think I'd learned, I'd heard of it a little bit, mostly Wim Hof as many people, (laughs) that's usually where they start. Um, but it kind of kept popping up. And at the time, I don't think I would have necessarily like looked into it more had it not been for her encouragement. But because she was kind of sharing that message, I was like, okay, well, this this looks kind of interesting. Um, something yeah. about rhetoric, like I want to, maybe I'll just learn more about it. It could be a cool alternative to meditation, but I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> um, so yeah, long story short, started learning more about it, really fell in love and Mm. just found it to be so powerful and such a cool bridge between our physical and mental and emotional Mm. states and even our spiritual states and health um, and just really kind of tied everything together. So I just realized that I was super passionate about it and wanted to start teaching it. Um, So I completed a program and all of that basically that I just described turned into wanting to create the collective and mm. and, and launch it. So, yeah. <laughs> we all, did you follow that journey? That is literally how our purposes are like created is a, oftentimes a breakdown to breakthrough. Someone posted the other day, um, maybe you're not having a nervous breakdown. Maybe you're having a nervous breakthrough. And I was like, oh, that's such a true perspective shift. Yeah. And I love hearing your story because it reminds me so much of mine where I was just like, oh, yeah. It's a pattern that you start to see in any industry. You'll see like people break down in certain ways, like their body, their physical, their spiritual. And we have to have like harmony. So if we aren't taking care of one, Mm -hmm. then the other, you know, they all start to get out of whack. So it's like, it sounds like, this coach really led you into that truth, which is like, we're always going to be guided. And sometimes our greatest like 
catalytic moments are like the saddest, the most suffering, the most pain it feels, Mm -hmm. but it really leads us into our next evolution if we allow it to, which I love. And I want to talk more about what the collective offers. The (laughs) only goes, we're not editing this out. I'm just (laughs) letting her know that it only goes for 30 minutes on the recording and then it stops. So we're going to stop here and reconvene here in just a second. And we're back, which literally means nothing to you, the listener, because you only had a second to hear that we're leaving and now we're back. So um, here we are. And and I'm so grateful that you are sharing your message and your story because we need more normalization of like, it's good to feel good and it's yes. okay to let go of these standards and programs um, that say the only way to get the results you desire are to shut yourself down and push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that creates a shame spiral for a lot of people when they're like, but I'm just lazy and yeah. you know, I just can't get to the gym. And I'm like, no, you have sometimes decades of programming that are like an emotional trauma stored yes. in your body. Like you're burnt out on yeah. life perhaps. <laughs> so essentially yeah. hopping into the gym doesn't solve your problems in that way. So um, a little bit more on the Strong Soul Collective. So if yeah. someone, it's a membership-based yeah. experience, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so it's a monthly membership um, where members receive every month guided breathwork sessions and meditations and journal prompts and mindfulness exercises. And they can basically use them however they like, um, just as this bundle of resources they can keep coming back to, or we also started a daily program. So kind of like, I like to describe it as a workout plan for your mind and soul. (laughs) That's the way I like to think about it. Um, So kind of like if you, you know, don't know what to do that day, or you just want a home base and something where you, you don't have to think about, oh, what meditation do I do today? And scrolling around, you can just come do that. Um, The daily ones are usually like, it's usually 10 to 15 minutes of maybe it's a breathwork session or meditation and journaling mm. or something like that. Um, but yeah, and then every every month there's a different theme that ties um, like a, a mindfulness mindset slash personal development topic to a topic in fitness and, and or health just to make it more fun and relatable. Because like what I shared before, I just felt like a lot of the stuff out there wasn't resonating with me or yeah. just, yeah, I didn't seem that that exciting Um, (laughs) so yeah so that's the goal is to really tailor it to busy people and people who are really um, like goal-driven and active and just really want to feel strong not just physically because I think a lot of us we kind of have that part dialed or at least we kind of know what to do on that front Mm -hmm. but um, just also feel really strong like mentally emotionally and spiritually That's so awesome. Yeah. I love the daily programming. What is November's theme since this podcast is coming out in November? Oh, yeah. Um, November is, um, oh, we're doing a mind, body, soul detox this month. Right. So we did some slightly different things this month as a special like detox month um, just to help people get in a good groove before the holidays. But, But yeah, that's the thing. Detoxing. If you've ever been my client, you know that one of the first things we do is detox our body, mind, and spirit. Well, you don't really have to detox your spirit, but you do have to do your body and mind. 
Um, yes. So that's very cool. So how I'll um, put your information in the show notes for sure for everyone to connect with you. And if they have any questions, can they just reach out via like Instagram? What would you prefer? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, DMing on Instagram is totally fine. That's probably easy. Yes. <laughs> so it's just at the strong soul collective um, on Instagram and then the strong soul collective.com. Love it. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to share this little, this little tidbit for y'all. It's nugget. So when we have a desire, it is literally all from the collective, right? Like when I say collective, we're talking about like all of humanity, but most certainly wherever you are most beneficial, whether it's an online community, whether it is in your own, you know, neighborhood. When the way I met Hannah is something that I tell clients all the time. And I want you to remember this. So I got sick. <laughs> I wasn't feeling well. And I had done a breathwork class that Sunday. This was back in like July or August. And I don't even remember. But um, Stephen Yeager is an incredible breathwork instructor. And I took his class, which he reshared a post that I had shared, which connected me to a guy named Jason, who when I was posting on my stories, he started following me. When I posted on my stories that I wasn't feeling well, he said, you should go check out this place called Optimize. It shouldn't be that far from you. I think you in your geotag locations or whatever on Instagram, it says you live in Chandler. Um, turns out it's only 12 minutes away. So I go to optimize once. My my like breathwork practitioner, one of them, shows up there. His name's Boomer. <laughs> and I was like, weird. And also, you guys, I don't know if I said this on a, a, another podcast, but there was a guy there that like we'd gone on a couple dates and it didn't work out. He was <laughs> no offense to my Scorpios listening, but like I'm a Gemini, it just like wasn't the right vibe. Anyway, he was there. <laughs> I was like, of course. Um, yeah, I digress. So I'm like, wow, there's people popping off in here. Like I know this space. And long story long, I leave within a couple of weeks. They're looking, or a week and a half. They're looking for a new ambassador for the company. My name gets dropped over four times and I've only been there like once, right? But I quickly made connections with people that really resonated with me. I was like, oh my gosh, I found my people here in Arizona. It felt so good. And I went to an event in California very shortly after, met two more women who were doing spiritual fitness based, like, you know, exorcising <laughs> instead of exercising, we were exorcising our demons. Um, they had similar ideas and I was like, wow. The desire must be getting stronger from people who are like really starting to accelerate the understanding that they don't want to be sick anymore. They don't want to normalize that. So that was great. And then I continued connecting at Optimize. I saw Optimize was sharing and they were tagging me in this workshop with the Strong Soul Collective. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. Like I didn't have time that day or something. Anyway, somehow still Hannah and I obviously she was doing the um, workshop with Optimize, connected and had just such similar messages that I was like, we have to get together. Like there's some sort of vortex happening here in Arizona where like people are <laughs> yeah. wanting the same things. Yeah. So I share all of that to say, like she was sharing earlier, listen to the nudges, listen to 
what lights you up, why it lights you up, because we don't have to know spirit, God, higher self, whatever wording resonates for you will literally guide you. I could have never orchestrated everything that's happening right now, but because I keep saying yes to that like internal hit of like, okay, yeah, I'll go to that place. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to that person. Things work out. So just look and look back right now, if you can, after this episode, and I want you to write down like a few different experiences that you couldn't have even planned. Maybe it was like you and your partner grabbed the same spinach at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. But whatever it was, sit here in like whatever gratitude or appreciation for your path because you are literally being led to your next evolution as her story has really shown. Thank you, Hannah, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I'm just so excited to get to know you better. And yeah. I'm so excited to invite you listeners, my health rebels, to more collaborations, more experiences here, uh, live or virtual. All right, y'all, until next time. Bye. All right, Health Rebels, thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast, where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever. Tag me in it. I would love to reshare. We can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much, and I would be incredibly honored if you would review obviously, authentically and honestly, whatever is on your heart. And of course, subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything. So until next time, cheers to your inside games. See you then.